we'd had room, I'd have just left y'all up there because I'm not going to be long because the Lord, the Lord has just really, has really just uh, put a thought on my heart. Uh, and I'm really quite amazed. Uh, and I don't want you to take this as being slothful. I'm not slothful in this manner. But uh, I, ha- I do so much studying in other areas and uh, so many other resources I look in. I'm going to be honest with you. I never look at the Sunday school book until I hear it on Sunday. The Sunday school book. Now, I'm serious. I, and, and the reason is, I just have, I study so much other things. And it's not that it's not good. It's not good. It's good, not good material. But that's not really my calling. And I'm like, they do a great job. I'm going to be sitting in here. And something said I don't like, I'll say something. <laughs> but, but I never study it uh, till the day that we hear Sunday school, just like some of you maybe. Uh, am I the only one that never reads the Sunday school book? Let's let me see. I mean, you know, don't leave me out here by myself. <laughs> but you're the pastor. Yeah, but I do a lot of other studying. Amen. Whether it shows or not. Uh, but uh, I was amazed this morning. I was amazed this morning when the Sunday school, and, it, and this happens so many times. It happens over and over and over again. But the Sunday school lesson on, on Lazarus. And, and I've got a little portion of that this morning that, that, that the Lord has just put on my heart. I, I've been studying on a thought for a couple, three weeks, and actually even a little beyond that, uh, and just putting pieces together and things together. And, and, and uh, sometimes, sometimes that's not good for me to have an, a huge amount of time uh, to think on one particular item because it sometimes, well, here's a lot of times it gets either real big or I burn, I burn plum up on it before I ever get to it. Uh, because there's just so much time to deal with it. But but today, today or this week as I was coming forward, uh, and of course, as, as the Lord common does, he, he really just shifted my whole thought process uh, to minister today. And that, that's it's his heart. I said, it's his heart. Uh, and I, I wouldn't have impressed you with my intellect or my study anyway. I really wouldn't have. And matter of fact, I would have probably bored you with my intellect, but I, I know if, if he ministers, if he ministers, you'll, you'll neither be bored nor tired, but you'll be helped. You'll be helped. You'll get what you need. You'll get what his heart was and what he was putting in my heart all along. So out of John John 11 this morning, I want to read you a, a few scriptures, uh, and then I'm going to jump through this story really fast because we don't have time. But I do want to touch on it just a little bit. I've marked, give her some scriptures that we'll, that we'll read. Let's just stand first. Let's just stand, and then I'm going to let you be seated. And let, let's pray over the rest of this service and this word that we're going to read. Because it's going to be a little different. It's not going to be the same uh, uh, style that I usually do. But let, let's, let's just pray. Father, I, I do. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for, for turning my heart even and, and instilling this in me back in the middle of the week, dear God, and, and kind of shifting me. Uh, to do ministry this morning and uh, to, to reach out to hearts. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, this morning for letting me feel this and feel it deeply, feel it to my core, because I know this is your heart. I know, I know to some degree this is what you feel towards us, although I I'm, I'm definitely, definitely don't have your heart to the fullness, but I, I sense, I sense what, what you feel in this. And, and, Lord, I just ask that you'll bless it now, that you'll use it, and, uh, Lord, use it to help your people, to strengthen your people. And if they be those here even this morning, dear God, uh, who, who are not yet your people, 
Lord, that would be the greatest urgency. Uh, Lord, that, that through this, even this morning, and through this song service, and through the gospel message of I believe in you, that, that there will be hearts that if they don't know you, Lord, this will be the day that they say, I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you. And become your sons and your daughters. So, Lord, I love you and I praise you. I honor you. All the glory is yours. And uh, we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Can you say amen this morning? Amen. Amen. You can be seated because I, I, it's a little lengthy, and I'm going to jump through it, but I want to read just parts of this story. John 11, starting with verse 1. John 11, verse 1. Listen, listen now, and, and I'm, I'm going to refrain from saying a whole lot as we read because if I don't, it will take even way too much longer. Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus. Plus, if he was in Sunday school, you heard this, some of this already this morning. It was named was Lazarus of Bethany. Uh, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Listen, and it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet and with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, him or he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Verse 5 and 6, and then we're going to jump. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, just so you know. Just make sure you got that. Verse 6, but when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he still stayed where he was at two more days, still in the same place where he was. Now, jump ahead to what I give you, Caleb. And so he gets there, then, then said, Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had have been here, of course, he's died now. But if you had have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that now, even now, that whatsoever that will ask of God, God will give it to thee. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said, said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live and whosoever liveth and believeth in me, he shall never die. Believest thou this? Okay, jump ahead, Kayla. Verse, down to verse 34. And he said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Just go to the tomb. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. I know it's referred to as the smallest verse and what all, but it's, that's not the potency of it. And let me just say this. Just because something is small doesn't mean it's not full of strength. Amen. And just because something's big doesn't mean it's full of strength. Amen. But, but, but Jesus, I want you to get it. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Verse 39 then, jumping a little ahead. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha the Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he's been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, saith unto her, said, said not I unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. They took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. 
and I and, and I knew that thou hearest me all, always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice into that tomb, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, of course, bound, hand and foot, grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, said unto them, loose him and let him go. Now, now jump to, 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 to verse chapter 12, chapter 12, and this is the first three verses. This is after the fact. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him supper. And Martha served, and Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. And then verse 3, then took Mary a pound of ointment, spikenard, very, 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 very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And listen, and the house was filled with the odor. And I know it says ointment, but the house was filled with the odor of worship, of worship. It was filled. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Go back to verse 3 and 4, if you would, Kayla, real quick, of chapter number 11. And I want to give you what the Lord put on my heart, and it won't take long. 11, chapter 11, verse 3. Therefore, this is said unto him, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest was sick. Verse 4 then, verse 4, and when Jesus heard this, listen, listen to what he said. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be therefore glorified, or glorified therefore. I want to talk to you this morning. This is what the Lord put on my heart. And I, this, this thought's been on my heart for, for a while now. And it may, I'm not even, even going to say it wasn't born even something out of y'all's experience. And, you know, some of it was born out of my experience. Some of it was born out of some of the experiences that I've, I've dealt with various ones of you uh, and things I've heard. It's been born, it's come to be out of a lot of different pieces and parts. But I want to talk to you this morning about life, life after trauma. Life after trauma. Because that's really what I see in this. I know that the scripture says that this sickness, oh, did you get it? This sickness, but the, the word, the word, and I'm not going to try to say the Greek word because you know I can't even say English words very well. But I do look those words up. I just don't try to pronounce them. But, but if you look that word up, really, and, and it has a multiple means. It, it does mean infirmity. It does mean this frailty, this infirmity, this, this feebleness or this weakness of mind or body. Uh, uh, this, 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 this trauma. This trauma is not unto death. I want you to catch that. That's what, that's what Jesus is saying this morning. And I, I believe it's all in my heart. The Lord, the Lord would have me come this morning and tell you that this trauma is not unto death. If I could say it a different way, this is what I would say. I would say it like this. Your trauma is not a death sentence. Your trauma is not a death sentence. What you're going through. What's went on in your life? What's happening in your life? 
I, I know Job had it right. You know what Job said? He said, he said, man born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. In other words, in other words, time is short and there's lots of trauma. There's lots happening. There's lots going on. And and and, and I'll just have to be honest with you. It almost seems like from 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 a gray-haired point of view now, that that's about what we do. We, we almost go from trauma to trauma. When I was younger, it didn't seem like maybe so, but as I've aged and got a little older, it's like that's almost what we do. We almost move from, from one tragic event, if you will, to another. Now, and let me be careful to define trauma because it's not, it's not just everything. It's not just anything. Trauma's not. You know, I'm not talking about like, Two weeks ago, Cindy, Cindy burned up our stove in a crock pot. That was aggravation. That was frustration. That's not trauma. It's not. Though I may have acted like it was. That's drama. I had some drama about me. But in the end of the day, in the end of the day, uh, even if I hadn't had money to get a new crock pot, and even if I hadn't had money to buy a new stove, that still wasn't trauma by far. I, I've come to really, in, in, in my simplest view, really, I, I guess, uh, uh, to define trauma, it, 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 it'd be like an experience of life and the kind of which that, that overwhelms. It overwhelms uh, uh, you with the ability to really cope with it. Do you, do you get that? I, I don't have the ability. See, I had the ability to cope with the burn-up crock pot. Matter of fact, I took the insides out of it and made a calf pan out of it. Really wasn't no trauma at all. I've got me another, uh, a good calf pan. Good, solid metal calf pan. So there was really no trauma at all in that. But there are things and there are seasons that come, that wound us, so cripple us, hit us in our core, alter us, brings things into our life that, that, that we can't cope with, unable, unable to, to move through it or beyond it. I, I believe that. It, it, it might have happened years ago. But that's, that's what that is. It, it may have happened so far back in your past, but, but it keeps reasserting itself in your present. It keeps coming back. You, you'll have maybe, you'll have a day or two or a week or two, but, but it just flashback, trigger point, stuff. And it reasserts itself and steals today, steals your ability again. I come to tell you this morning, there's life after trauma. There is, that it's not a death sentence. And I, know, I know I'm not preaching to everybody this morning, and I'm okay with that. I, I'm very fine with that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with preaching to whoever the Lord would have me preach to this morning. But I guarantee you this, if I'm not preaching to you this morning, live on. Live a little longer. 
because I, I've learned Job, Job had it right. He had it right. Life's full. It's just full. There's just much. I, I, I think back. I think back in life. I think back on mine. I think back as a mixture of others. I, I, I think back. I think back of, of, of trauma. I think back. That, that's, that's what set me on a path, really, in my younger years that, that led me so far into the darkness, so far into alcohol, so far away from him. It, it was stuff that I couldn't cope with. Coming, coming from from an instability of a home life that 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 was supposed to be stable for our children. Let me just tell you something, parents out there today, and I'm just going I'm just going to preach a while if that's all right. But let me tell you something: you need to give your kids some stability because the instability causes trauma. It does. Divorce. Can I preach right there a minute? Divorce. So you, you might do fine out of it, and you might roll on with it, but let me just tell you something. When there's kids involved, what's going on in that? Well, you see, well, you see when something is pulled apart that's not ever supposed to be separated, think about it. Think about what marriage is. Marriage is just supposed to never be put aside. It's never to separate. Well, when it does separate, let me tell you, that's tearing. I want you to think about it. I want to put that in your mind. If you don't hear nothing else I say today, I just feel like the Lord in that. If you don't hear nothing else I say today, you hear this, that, that when you divorce, you're tearing. It's not quick. It's not easy. It's not simple. Something's getting tore. And I'm not being hard on you at all. I am not. Because it was a tear and you know it. Amen. Amen. I'm doing it for future reference, for future thoughts. Violence brings trauma. Of course, alcohol, drug abuse brings trauma. Let, 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 let me talk to all these young kids. Well, I know we got the younger kids, the older kids rather, in here today. Let me just say, I want you to hear this. Sex too soon brings trauma. Sex out of order, out of the marriage bed. I'm going to preach it. Yes, it brings trauma. I know the devil or your flesh makes it feel so alluring and so exciting. But I'm going to tell you what, you can't handle it because you're not built at that time to handle it. Trauma. Trauma. It, it, it's it's thousands and thousands. Betrayal. Someone, someone that was close to you. Someone intimate who betrays you. I, I'm just, there's just a thousand things that I'm just kind of shotgunning here. In, in, case, in case someone would overlook that, oh, that's not me. But you know I'm telling you the truth. Abuse, whether it was violence or, or sexual or even harsh verbal, trauma, trauma. 
leaves you in a place where it's too much. Too much to handle. Too much to cope. I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough to stand up under this. And it keeps reasserting and reasserting and reinserting itself over and over and over. It keeps coming back and it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. This is this is a fresh one for me. How about this one? This is really fresh for me. Death sudden. I asked the Lord, be careful what you ask for. I asked the Lord even during all this week, but then especially in worship, I asked the Lord. I said, let me, let me just get a feel. Just let me get a feel for what people feel when we call on them. And, and, and I think he just barely cracked the door right there while he asked. I mean, just barely cracked it because... I know I don't feel everything that you that everyone's feeling in here today. Out of some of this broad and things I haven't even mentioned that that, that folk have, have been in trauma or over. But I feel it. I feel it. I'm especially acquainted. And and, and you know what? Maybe is I even wondered. I even wonder. I even asked the Lord. Maybe it is, Lord, that, that you put this in my heart. And maybe I've even fabricated some of this in my heart. Because I'm looking. I'm looking for some help in, in this trauma that I'm still yet dealing with. Because I'll be honest with you. Some days it keeps reasserting itself in my life. Coming to the head again. Think I'm doing good. Get on the tractor and can't go nowhere. Have to pull over because you can't see the road no more. Amen. I could go on. I could go on. But I know that life, life is tough. And the pain, the pain that's per- pervasive and, and continuous that just keeps coming and coming and coming. And, and, and it's tough, and it's tough, and it's tough. Life is. I believe that. But not, not, only, not only is there life after trauma, I believe that. But, but here's, here's, here's the heart. Yes, ma'am. I don't want to ignore you, but. I mean, they, they do. There's abuse. I know you've been through that with your family, your children. Bless her, Lord. Do you hear what she's saying, kids? I would be glad to. Drugs will. They'll leave you, your family. Yes. 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 It's true. So listen, listen to the sister this morning and hear her. Yes. 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 
we will. We will. And that needs to be more of that. I know. There's so many things, so much that needs to be said, so much that, 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 that brings the hurt, the tears in this life. It is traumatic. You feel it. I see it in your eyes. Some of the things that I've mentioned, I see it. I sense it. But here's, here's what I want you to say. That's the eye-opening part. But here's what the Lord said. Here's what the Lord said to her. Listen to what he said. He said, he said, this trauma, this sickness is not unto death. But listen, listen, but for the glory, I want you to get that. Now, I know that might be hard in, in some aspects, but, but it's for the glory of God, that the Son of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Because there's life, because he's promised. How I many know that it's the devil kills, steals, and the devil has come to bring trauma? Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it in this great abundance. That's right. That's what he said. He came for that. He came for more. Here, here's what I know about this. That, that, that the, the, and you know it too. Some of you know this, that you've come through these traumatic things and come and found that there was life on the other side. And, in, and that's great hope for those that's even here today. But, but here's, what, here's, here's what Jesus is saying. He says, there's glory. There's glory on the other side. There's this greater level. There's a greater level of glory that would never, of God coming, that would never been touched. Now, it would have never, it would have never come to be. Now, here, here's what I want to tell you all this morning. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. I know, I know none of us look forward to or pray for trauma. But here, listen to what we do pray. Those of you that are child children of God, those of you that believe in God, those of you that's got a passion for God and a love for God, I know you've prayed this. You know what you've prayed? I know because we all have that love God with all heart. You know what we prayed? We prayed, God, use me. There's not a true child of God in here that in some form, some fashion, I met myself multiple thousands of times. I prayed, God, use me. Use me. Over and over. And, and a lot of other people, I know you have. Well, I just want to tell you something. Sometimes that's what God's doing. He's using you to bring a level of glory to the people that's connected to you, to your family circles, to your friends, to the, all those that know you, to everybody that sees you. Everybody that sees you go through what you're going through. Everybody that sees the tears that you're going through now. Everybody that sees the pain. Everybody that knows your story. Knows your story from when you maybe you was even a child. Knows your story. Knows your life. And they see you come through. They see you come through. They see you come through. And they see that there is life. My God in heaven. That sheet up my side. That there is life. There's life on the other side. Of trauma, they, it's not a death sentence. This is not the end. I know that. I know we've buried him. I know it's buried. I know on all accounts, people that's looking in, people that's watching, that they, they, they think he's buried. But God's using you. God's using you. Now, there's sometimes, there's sometimes, there's sometimes I, I, I almost 
And I know we don't question God. We shouldn't, but I do sometimes. And I think sometimes when, when I ask the God, I tell God, I say, I think you're overestimating me. <laughs> I do. I do. Some of the things, even through the season, that we, some of those things that we go through. So, some, I know some of y'all, some of y'all that's sitting there, you've went through some things and you're like, God, uh, uh, I think you've overestimated me this time. I, I think I think somehow maybe your figures your figures got off. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like it's like sometimes if we're playing this game, is this? And I know it's never a game, but sometimes it feels like that. It feels like that. I say if we're playing this game of how much Lee Sarver can take, Lord, we are there. Hello, we are here. I think we're here. I don't think we can go any further. I might be the only one. I don't play that game very well. I'm like, man, I think you're really overestimating me. And, and God's just using us. He's doing this thing we prayed for. That, this, that's all Lazarus' claim to fame was. Come on, somebody. He didn't preach. He didn't teach. He didn't sing songs. He, we don't find he's not a cooking. He's not a cleaning. He's sitting at the table. He, he's a, his only claim to fame is God's going to use him. Good glory to God. God's going to use him in this to bring great glory. And they all would sit around and listen to Lazarus. Wouldn't you? How'd it feel? I mean, I would have like. Buku billions of questions. And Lazarus, how did what was them four days like? What, what, what did it sound like when he called your name? Oh my, I can't even phantom. No wonder they all sat around. His only claim. It was. But this this brought a level of glory. Because everybody counted him out. Anybody in here been counted out because of the trauma? They won't make it. They, they're, they're done. It's over. I hate it for them. When they go to talking that way, they're, all, they're burying. I wish it hadn't worked out this way. They was good old people. Won't be the same. Counted out. Lazarus, Lazarus gets counted out. He's done. He's, he's over. He's out of here. I, I was going to tell you something right here. Don't be quick, too quick to bury the things that God loves. Hey, don't be too quick to bury those things that God's going to use either. You are not even doing it to yourself. Hey, some of you sitting in here right now, you're, you're, you're not... Worried about other people counting you out. You're counting yourself out. I've come to tell you, don't be so quick to bury yourself. Don't be so quick to think you're not coming out of this. Don't I come to tell somebody, you are coming out of this. You are coming out. Sheena, you are coming. My God, you are coming out of this. You are coming out of this. Out of You are coming out of this. You are coming. My God, you are coming out of this. 
out of this. Don't miss the quiz. Don't be shit on. Quick count yourself out. Lord dropped a couple faces right in my heart. Right there. I'm not going to call you out because I don't feel it's appropriate. But I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to say it again. Lord dropped a couple faces in my heart right now. Quit counting yourself out. Quit. Stop. You're not out. This is for another. This is for a level of glory. It ain't nobody seen. Nobody seen. It's a level of glory that's coming. Amen. Amen. I know this, this story troubles us when we're in trauma. Because if you notice, the trauma didn't speed Jesus up. It's part of the story. Your friend Lazarus is in trauma. Jesus said, okay, we got a couple more days here. Am I preaching to anyone? We got a couple more. God Almighty, he is awesome. I got a couple more days here, and then, you know, we'll amble on. But, but that, that may look insensitive, but let me just tell you. No, I, I know, I know, I know Lazarus' trauma didn't, didn't slow him. Didn't speed him up, but I want to tell you, his, his death, his burial, didn't slow him down either. Hey! Hey! When he got word that they buried him, they said they buried him now. Didn't slow him down. He's still coming. He's still coming. You that in here that feel buried. Hey. Hey, just because you feel buried, sheet on my, just because you feel buried, it ain't slowed him down. He's still coming. He's still coming. I know I said, I, I, I thought I was going to I wasn't going to be long and I always lie. I always lie. But don't be so quick to bury what Jesus loves, whom Jesus loves. Whom Jesus loves. So that's an awesome thing too in that story there. That's an awesome thing. because One of the great things that Lazarus did have going for him. No, he wasn't preacher. He wasn't singer. He, he wasn't outstanding in some way. But he, was, he had this going for him. He was, he was a friend of Jesus. He was a friend of Jesus. No, he didn't have no big title, the archbishop, two times removed, three times to the fourth power. He, he didn't have a bunch of titles. He didn't have his own parking spot. But but here's what he good glory to God. Here's what he had. Oh, this is what he had, Paul. He was a friend of Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. I'll stop before you leave. Before I, before I cause trauma. Well, at least aggravation. <laughs> <laughs>
calls a crock pot right here. Amen. But you keep that. You keep it. Jesus comes. And I, and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to finish. But Jesus comes. Jesus comes and, and he stands there. And this is how I know God's heart. Because he wept. Even though, even though, even though he, he's going to raise him, this is God's heart. Even though, even though, I mean, I, for a long time I didn't really know, why is he crying? Because he's, he's, he's got this power. He knows he's going to raise him. He knows, but here's what, here's what I see in that. And here's what I know. As much as you'll overcome, you'll overcome, you'll overcome. Those of you in here that has overcome, as much as I know we will, there's still something lost when we go through trials. I've never seen that before. I want you to, and it's true. That's why we weep sometimes, even after we've moved beyond, because we have lost something. The traumatic event. Children, children lose their innocence. Adults lose their innocence sometimes in trauma. In other words, in other words, they they lose that ability to say, "Think everything's going to be okay." That's innocence. Innocence is, is everything's going to be okay. And when the trauma is really, really harsh, we lose that innocence. We lose that ability to think. You know what? It's all going to work out okay. Something is lost. Something is lost. Identity is lost. You, you can't tell me. You can't tell me, if you, any of you that's really went through a traumatic event, something that I'm talking about, death or, or abuse or these other things, it, it, it changes you. People, people will say this. You know what they'll say after a traumatic event? I don't even know who I am. That's what's lost. Though I'm going to, he's going to raise you. Jesus weeps because he feels for you. He feels he feels for you because he knows you're lost. He knows you're lost too. He knows you're lost too. He knows. He, know, he knows you don't, you're wondering who, because immediately after a trauma, you're, you're a victim. That's who you are. You're a victim. You're a victim. And, and, and if you somehow you can, you can work through it, you, you, at, at some point along you, you become a survivor. Jesus wants to take us even further than that. He wants to take you even beyond survivor. And you want to know, you want to know how you know that you're, you, 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 you've, you've come through, that you've come out of this thing. This is how you know. Because, because you come out and now you're a minister to others. And the very same thing. You are. You are that's how you know. You're not just a survivor, and you're definitely not a victim anymore, because now you're ministering. That's what I'm doing up here today, and I'm very poor at it at times, very poor, but I can minister to a lot of these areas. You don't know why? You don't know why? Because I come out of them. I I was a victim of a lot of them, and, and I survived a lot of them, but it wasn't until, it wasn't until I was able to minister to others. That I realized, I come out of that thing. We lose 
the muck. Jesus wept. He cried there. Did, did we lose security, safety? This may not be every time, but it's, it's random. We, we lose, we lose, we lose our, 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 our trust. We lose competence in, this, in life. We're not sure I can even do life. We lose these things. I'm not sure I can even do life now. That's where it leaves us. I'm not even sure. Competence is. We lose, we lose, we lose this uh, emotional stability, control. Going any further there, we, we, we lose the uh, the power really to respond to life. Right? You you ever notice that when you're in the thralls, the the jaws uh, of a trauma, you, you can't even have joy at things that's supposed to be joyful. You can't even enjoy things that you should be enjoying. You you you, you lose all sense. Of equilibrium, but here's the big thing, and I I, I got to close. Here's the big thing: you, you you even lose. You feel like you've lost his presence. You feel distant. He feels far. When pain is in your face, it's hard to see him. It's hard to realize he's there. There's so many things, and I could go on and on, but I ain't got time. Listen, listen. What 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 did he say? He said, show me where he's at. Show me. And what did she say? She said, you know, he stinks. He surely stinks right now. But here, here's what you need to hear. Here's what you need to hear. Even, even though somebody might be sitting in here now, and, it, and you've got that attitude that life and this just stinks. I, I want to tell you something. Don't let the stink fool you. Somebody didn't hear that. Don't let the stink fool you. Oh, no. No. Because he has come to bring you out. It don't matter about the stink. It don't matter. He knows what they eat, but they don't worry about that. I want you to notice the way this story ends. That which used to stink. what this story that that used to stink is now sitting at a table that that used to stink let that be a word of hope to someone that that used to stink is sitting at a table now telling everybody telling everybody in a house listen a house that's no, not full of stink, but full of this sweet smell of worship. Hey, sweet. A sweet smell of worship. And if that ain't what we do every time we gather, all of us that used to stink, We gather and we pour out our life. We pour out our worship. We pour out everything that we are to Him. We pour it out in such a way that it creates a sweet smelling. That fills the house.
So don't let the stink fool you. That's why I brung that out. Even if it stinks now. Many times has it. And the stink would fool me. It would fool me. And it would fool me. And the Lord, the Lord would come and he said, this is for greater glory. This is for greater glory. And on the other end, when that glory comes full circle, there's an odor. It's no longer stinking, but it's sweet, and it's worse. Come on, somebody, somebody, you thank the Lord right quick. Come on, bless his name. Bless his name. Honor him. Honor. I don't smell bitterness no more by people that were bitter. I smell sweet, sweet love. I smell sweet praise. I don't smell unforgiveness no more. I don't smell hate no more. I don't smell unloving no more. I smell the sweetness of a people who love Jesus Christ and are pouring out their life, their being unto him. Yes. That he may bring a greater glory. That the Lord can bring a greater glory. A greater glory. A greater glory. A greater glory. I, I got to close. Here, here it is. You can even come on. Help me who's coming. Come on. I want us to come and I want us to, I want us to smell this place up. I want this place smelled up this, this today. That's what I want. I want this sweet smell. But listen, here's the, here's the end of it. I don't know if you realize this. And this is kind of going to take a load off of you. Here's because a lot of people think this. A lot of people think this. A lot of people think this. Well, no, yeah, you're a victim, but it's your responsibility to get healing. That sounds right, but don't that, that's just not quite right. That sounds good. That sounds like a good fleshly message, don't it? Sounds like a good law message. Sounds like something I would have preached one time before I was full of grace. I say, get it together, Jack. He's our healer. Get healed. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. In this story, Lazarus couldn't help himself at all. Not at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, he's beyond help. He's dead in every, boy, ain't that what we feel like sometimes? feel dead in every capacity, numb, beyond numb, unconscious, can't even notice or feel or sense, can't help yourself. And I know that's the, that's the truth here today. If, if there's someone here today, and I know there is, I know there is because the Lord has orchestrated so, so well. There's, 
here today, I don't expect you to help yourself. I do not. Because in this story, the very same thing, all, all he could do, all he could do was hear the voice of Christ. That's all Lazarus could do at the time. He had to wait on the voice of the Christ, on the anointing. He had to wait on Christ to speak into that tomb and say, come forth. Come forth. Come forth. There's something to be said even about the psalm where it says, be still and know. I've learned, I've learned. When I'm in trauma, I've done learned this. The best thing, and this might help some of y'all. If you're in trauma, if you're ever in trauma again, the best thing you can do is just be still. I've learned, I've learned to quit trying to say anything when I'm in trauma because it's going to be wrong. It's going to be wrong. I know when we go through it a lot of times, uh, my family sometimes depends on me to say something, but sometimes all I can do is at this particular time, I just got to be still. I know when y'all went through what you went through, and I searched for words and searched for words, and it took me three days. You remember? Three days. I, I, I even almost felt apologetic. I really did because I had nothing but, but to be there. That's all. I was there, and I was like a statue. I was like a couch. I was, I was a fixture. I was just being still. You know why? Because I, I was traumatized with you. And I just be still because if I don't, I'm going to say something stupid. Say something stupid. So I waited till I, he spoke into, he spoke into the tomb. And that, that's the heart. And I can't manipulate it this morning. I wouldn't try. But I do know this. Give me that last verse. Matthew 11. I'm going to close with it. This is what I'd give you. This last, if I can't manipulate wish I could. I wish I could stand up here this morning and say, come unto me. I wish I could emulate the voice of Christ this morning and pierce your heart, your soul, pierce your tomb, pierce that where you've been buried and say, come unto me, all you that struggle and are under this heavy load, and, and I will give you rest. I want to tell you something this morning. He wants to give you more than, I know you're searching for answers, but he wants to give you more than answers. He wants to give him yourself, his self. He wants to offer himself to you. And that's what it takes. It takes that. 